Welcome back to Optimistically Salty. My name is Tracy, and today we're going to talk about mm, diet. But we're also going to talk about how you get there. Kind of. You'll, you'll see. Enjoy. Welcome. Enjoy. All right, welcome back. The uh, little musical interlude there was called Darn the Weasel or something like that. I thought the name was so funny I went with it. Even though I'm not sure if it captures the mood of today's episode. So I had a conversation with my mom a few days ago and she's gotten really into the endograms. And so I did a little rabbit hole dive back into the Enneagram world, which I've talked about before on a previous episode, and it's something that I'm aware of, but hadn't really gotten too deeply into it. Uh, the gentleman she referred me to on YouTube, though, had some really good videos that I enjoyed, and after my two days of nesting in that little hole, I have emerged. Yesterday, I had... <clears throat> at least five people in my life kind of come out and give me like a slap like all right now come on time to move again so you know message received especially when it comes from so many people in different parts of my life that were like you're locked down in dreamland it's time to move there's so many things about myself that I kind of wonder like why am I like this and There is some maybe answer or reprieve that comes when I read something like the Enneagrams where it's like, oh, that's just kind of the way that I do it. And the trouble I have when I'm not being a very healthy person is that I maybe stay in lockdown a lot longer than somebody else might. That's just kind of my type. And... So I think about the people in my lives and uh, several people have now since taken the test and given me their numbers and I'm, I've got a lot of fives in my life and they tend to be like the thinker types as well but they're, um, I can think of three of them offhand and two of them yesterday were like, it's time to move that ass. <laughs> so they tend to be the thinker types as well and they don't want to like get too into it but they're like time to move. Um, so that's funny. Um, I said that I would talk about diet today, but I want to talk about it in a little bit of a different way because I have maybe a little bit of a better understanding about why this has been such a process for me. And I did a lot of those like two day research dives about all the like fad diets that are going on right now. And I really tried to suss out like what is most important to me about the food that I eat. I don't really care if I belong to like a clique. Like I can't be like, oh, I'm on team keto or team vegan because I don't need a label attached to me because my food doesn't represent that for me. And of course now, having learned a little bit about other groups of people, there are people who like really identify with that and that makes more sense to me now. I'm not just like, oh, that's a weird thing. That's like a legitimate 
thing that sometimes people really identify with each other based on things that they have in common like that. So I spend time doing little dives about the different ways of eating. And it's funny because every time I would read it, I'd be like, yeah, this is the best. And then I'd come out of my little rabbit hole and I'd be like, but I'm not going to do that. And there's been a little bit of this overthinking and paralysis because I've taken the time to kind of go into every single rabbit hole and to read and to research and to meal plan and to think, okay, is this something that my kids would eat and could eat? How would I transition the whole family? And in the end, it's like, nope, that doesn't work. And that happens a lot. I go through like an entire process and then I'm like, nope, that's not for us because I'm not a single person who can just be like, this is works for me or doesn't work for me. I have other humans to consider. And <clears throat> excuse me, particularly with my son, he's had a lot of um, eating challenges throughout his life. So he is definitely a more flexible eater these days. He's interested in trying new things. But there are certain textures that are just like a hard no. And there are certain foods that definitely upset his system. So it can't, I, I've already done like a lot of years of my life where I made a special meal for him at dinner and lunch. Like he always had his own special meal and we all ate something else and I'm not doing that again. It's kind of like an all or nothing life. And during quarantine, I would say every meal comprises of something I know my daughter will eat, something I know my son will eat and something I want to (laughs) have. So that I know that on the table, there's like three foods. And yes, sometimes that means that my daughter is going to basically eat a huge pile of broccoli for dinner. And my son's going to eat a huge pile of uh, pasta for dinner. And I'm going to have like a cabbage roll. But that's just how it is. Like I have to try to get something on everybody's plate and just be okay with it at this point. So... I've done the breakdowns, I've done the studying, I've done the research. Um, I particularly paid attention to um, food and faith and the relationship between those two things. But as per the five wonderful people in my life who gave me the slap, it's time to move on. I still can't be on a diet Every time I try to think like, oh, I'm going to go on a diet, my brain is like, you don't do that anymore. You just need to feed yourself so that you can live the life you want to live. And so I guess that's what I'm going for. I haven't been very active over the course of 2020. And so putting that activity back into place, I want to get back to training jujitsu I can't even really move right now. So I know the way I've been eating is a reflection of that. And I know that I need to make some changes. But for once, it's not necessarily about the scale, even though it would be nice to be able to fit in my pants. It's more about like, I just want to feel good. When I eat a lot of sugar and a lot of flour, my feet ache in the morning. When I get up to walk out of bed, it's like, ow, 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 ow. All my little joints are sore. 
And I will chuck up some of that to being the foot mobility work that I've been doing, but I'm also just aware of like the puffiness and the exhaustion and like there's no amount of sleep that makes me feel well rested. Like I'm finally tuned into my body enough to be like, ooh, things are not good here. Now the trick becomes I actually have to do something so I can see what works. Like I can't just keep analyzing information to try to find the answer. I actually have to do something to find the answer. And the wonderful thing about the Enneagram dive was kind of the reminder that when I'm a healthier person, I set goals and I meet those goals. I become a more driven person in that regard. And that is definitely something that has been missing for my life this year. The kind of lockdown situation that we've been living in has really just left me like aware that I'm disappointing people and myself, but almost not able to do anything about it. Like, yeah, I know I suck as a friend and I know I suck as a human being, but also what am I going to (laughs) do? So getting back to a more regular routine life where I'm working towards goals is kind of a big thing. Now, one of my beautiful fives brought this up yesterday. Um, She kind of was like, routine equals control. And I will say, this is a little bit of call out on her. She's a quite a controlling person. And so I think a lot of things that maybe for me don't feel like control for her are control. For me, it's all about avoidance. And for her, it's about getting the thing. So that's another thing with like that Enneagram. Like I'm not going to take it as gospel. It's not like I am now bowing down to the Enneagram king, whatever. But I'm now just aware of like my perspective of things versus say her perspective of things where she's like, well, you're just trying to control that. And I'm like, heck no. All I'm trying to do is live a peaceful life and avoid the shit out of everything. (laughs) So recognizing like why that looks different for different people is kind of like, ah, I needed that. Thank you. Now I understand like you just see it differently. It's not that you're wrong or I'm wrong. It's just that you see it differently. One of the videos I saw, they were talking about um, Trump and they were like, he's just an eight. Like if you knew he was an eight and you knew what that meant, you wouldn't be so off put by him so often because of the way he talks. It would just be like, oh, he's an eight. I don't know if that's fully true. I don't really watch him talk, but there's a nugget of information for those of you out there who pay attention to him. Um, So the other thing that kind of came up with that was I thought a lot about what routine means to me. And for me, routine is about intention. It's me setting the intention. Like when I get up in the morning, this is what I do to take care of myself. This is how I take care of my kids. These are the things that are important to me and why they're important to me. And I am a little bit more easygoing if that flow looks the same every day. 
I don't have to think about it a whole lot. I don't get locked down in that paralysis. It gives me a lot of freedom to have that routine. And I used to think it was a control thing. Like I didn't understand what it was for me. And because I heard like, oh, that's controlling. I was like, yes, that's it. I'm just controlling everything. But then I would look at my life and be like, if I'm controlling everything, then why does it feel like this? And I was like, oh, because I'm not controlling everything. I'm just straight up avoiding everything until I can't possibly avoid it anymore. And then I will finally try to deal with it in a way that upsets the least amount of people possible. (laughs) And then I will try to be alone again. It's kind of a weird thing. But that's just kind of how I function, I guess. Um, Kind of coming to terms with that, being okay with that, has also let me look at what I consider to be my diet in a little bit of a more organic way. Because I always think of my diet not just as the food that I'm eating, but like the why. Why am I eating this food? What am I hoping to accomplish with it? And then I look at the other things I'm consuming. How much time am I spending on Instagram? How much time am I spending um, in rabbit holes researching? Like, what am I choosing to put my time into? So it's my diet about my time as well as about my food and my exercise and my relationships. And I'm realizing, you know, over 2020, not that this hasn't happened before, but over 2020, I've really like slid into a really dark separate comfortable spot where I just don't want to be bothered and realizing like you're not supposed to stay there for the rest of your life like you're supposed to go there when you need a little bit of quiet time and then you're supposed to come back out and rejoin humanity was the good point to reach yesterday like I didn't realize how long I had been there People have been like living lives and moving on and I've still been in this hole hiding out, um, daydreaming about how I want to live. So (laughs) I finally was like, oh my gosh, I can come out of this hole now. I can start moving forward again. Oh, I'm recording at the grocery store before I pick up my groceries. So there's a little bit of traffic noise around me here. Anyways, I think that the point of this particular episode is to first of all put out there for myself a reminder that I don't want to get in this lockdown ever again. I know that I will visit it from time to time and that's okay because it's part of who I am and how I function but making points to keep people in my life who are gonna be like get out of your hole and go live your life instead of disappearing on them and hiding out and I think that when I look about at um diet as all of the things I'm consuming not just food but like what news am I taking in who am I surrounding myself with in my life who are my friends who are my people Um, what am I looking at if I'm on social media? How often do I need to take a break from social media or how that works out for me? It's just going to have to be my own thing. And 
I'm probably not going to spend a lot of time explaining it to other people because I now understand that if you're not, if you don't think like me, you don't understand what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but I feel kind of a, at least at this moment, a lot of peace with the fact that I understand why I might do the things that I do, but I also understand that it's my responsibility to move myself out of that and to have a support system around me that will facilitate the slapping when it needs to happen too. So I guess this episode is primarily about realizing how important it is to have different kinds of people around you and about really paying attention to what you're consuming and how that affects you for who you are. I guess everything comes back to you, doesn't it? Which I think I've realized a few times before. So I'm going to wrap up this episode and go collect my groceries. Um, the only other thing I wanted to put out there, I guess, and this is a very small note, but one of the things about my particular Enneagram number is this idea that the nine sits like at the top of the chart. And because I'm at the top of the chart that I can see both sides very well, that I understand and can easily be around other people, but I also can very easily get kind of distracted by other people. So I need to be able to separate myself and come back to that sense of self instead of glomming on to other people and their identities. Um, I think I did an episode about a chameleon at some point and I was like, oh, that makes even more sense now. One of the things that's going on in our country right now, of course, we've got the presidential election coming up, but we also have these like heated debates going on, Black Lives Matter and all these other things that are coming up. And one of the things that has really exhausted me at this point is that I just see people standing in their echo chambers. I am so tired of somebody telling me the same idea or sharing the same idea on Instagram over and over and over again. If Black Lives Matter, which they do, then so do conservative Black Lives, so do Black Lives in other countries. And for you to stand so firmly in one spot screaming that you have the right opinion, I don't understand how you don't question that. I don't understand how you don't think, well, if all black lives matter, am I listening to this group as well? Or am I only listening to the group that fits the narrative that I've decided is right? So I guess that might be a little bit of a challenge. Um, and also a little bit of like an aha moment for myself. Like I've always kind of known, like I see both sides of a lot of situations and I am kind of bewildered when I'm like, why do other people not see this? And now, I mean, I have like one reason to maybe assume or understand why they're like, I don't, I see what I see. But... I guess it's a little bit of a challenge for you. We're in like a really hot box. God, I 
I'm a little bit dreading like the presidential election coming up and what happens after that because this is kind of going to be like a shitstorm no matter what. <laughs> um, so I guess the challenge is for you to go out and find those people who matter that believe something different than what you believe. It's not always comfortable. And I'll say that too. I mean, I have my own values that when somebody pushes against my values, I get ruffled. But I'm also learning more often to, of course, go down those rabbit holes and be like, well, what is this all about? Why do you believe what you believe? And finding that place where I can get curious instead of anxious is helping me to crawl out of my hole more often. So the challenge, I guess, is to get curious about other humans that don't necessarily believe the same things you believe and start to clean out your diet. All right, here comes that awkward goodbye that I still haven't mastered, even after all these years of podcasting. I kind of want it to be something like, namaste, because I'm a yoga instructor and that makes sense, but it doesn't really come out organically. So stay optimistic and salty. Namaste. Awkward style.